you join me on my perch at the far end of the bar? Evening, you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Now, listen, last two times you've been in, yeah. you've ordered a pink squirrel. Yes. Then a pony. Oh, right. Okay. So, you're, I'm, and, I'm, so I'm, what I'm, animal-based drink are you going to ask me for this week that I haven't got? I thought you were going to say that you'd tracked down the ingredients for the pink squirrel and you'd found a few old bottles of pony for me. I did um, I did make a pink squirrel cocktail the other day. Yes. Yeah, I got a squirrel and I put it in the blender. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I want one of those, thank you very much. It was meaty. <laughs> Although I do find squirrels hypnotic. There was a squirrel on the fence yesterday and I'm watching from my kitchen window at this thing bouncing along the top of the, the grey squirrel obviously because mm. it's it's rare you see a red squirrel anywhere below the borders. Mm. Um, but grey squirrels are, are, are abundant. Um, yes. Time to tell my squirrel story. This happened in Birmingham. Um, a little while ago to a friend of mine, um, right. comedian, a warm-up man for many a television show, uh, and he uh, was having some work done at his house. And uh, he told me the story. He said um, the fellow who was, was doing the work, um, quite a goth and, and mm-hmm. tattooed from head to toe, uh, all the associated uh, piercings uh, and quite an interesting hairdo. Uh, okay. And he said um, uh, he was there for the week, uh, and the guy, he's very polite, very lovely fella, a very good mm. workman. He said, uh, you don't mind, um, my girlfriend, um, uh, she's not at work tomorrow, um, and uh, she said, can I come with you, because otherwise I'm going to be on my own all day. He said, would it be all right if I brought her along? She won't, you know. He said, no, it's fine, it's fine, bring her along. So um, she goes along to my friend's house and she's yeah. good as gold and they're having a nice conversation and they're looking through the French doors and she says, oh, what's that? And my friend said, oh, it's a squirrel. She said, oh, is it yours? <laughs> yeah, that's where we keep it, running around the garden. Yeah, yeah. They, so I suppose if you've never seen a squirrel... Uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily How... know that they just leap from tree to tree. Come on now. How old was the squirrel? Now, how old was this woman? I don't know. I was just given the information that uh, she looked very much like her boyfriend. Right. Well, they are, yeah. And you should never judge a book by the cover. How have you made it to that age without ever seeing a squirrel? Well, there you are. There you are. And whilst we're on the subject of animals... I've just <laughs> remembered a, a, a family story that my mother has dined out on. It's only a, a very short little thing, but when she was a little girl, and this would have been back at the beginning of the Second World War, okay? Okay. When she mm-hmm. was a little girl, um, her and her best friend yeah. uh, had a little service in the garden because there was a budgie which was kept in the house. And they came down one morning, and the budgie had died. And so my mum said, well, look, can we find a little box or something? We want to bury him in the garden. 
So my grand, yeah, it was an ex budgie, a beautiful plumage. But uh, my grand found uh, like an old cigar box or whatever, and um, my mum took it and she wrapped him in a little bit of tissue paper, the budgie, uh, put it in the cigar box, and they dug a hole out in the garden under the tree, idyllic, and they put the budgie in the hole, put the soil back on top, and then she said to her friend, well, I, I think we should do something now. And her friend said, well, I, yeah, we should. Um, what? And she said, well, we couldn't really think of what would be the appropriate Christian way to say goodbye to a budgie. So mm. we stood to attention, we saluted, and we sang God Save the King. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is a great way to say goodbye to your budgie. Well, so if you have yeah. a canary or a budgie... <laughs> That's that is now the preferred way to say goodbye. You stand for attention, well, you salute, and you sing "God Save the King." Funnily enough, that reminds me of an old family story um, of my cousins who had um, a French bulldog, and uh, one morning they came downstairs and discovered it had passed away. So they decided, well, we're not going to bother with the vet and stuff we'll just bury it in the garden so they found themselves an old woodbines tin yeah because that it was in those days it was either a cigar box or a woodbines tin wasn't it yeah um and uh uh big one little dog big tin and a little dog big tin and they put the, <laughs> the dog in the tin buried it in the garden and then my cousin uh, Rachel said to my cousin John, "What should we? It feels like we should do something." So uh, they couldn't work out which which hymn would be uh, funny or in any way sort of a pun, um, mainly because the narrator of this story cannot remember a single hymn at this point. But anyway, what they decided to do was sing the uh, French national anthem. The so French they sang, national anthem. Uh, yeah, Ma the Marseillaise. <laughs> <laughs> For the uh, <laughs> the French border. Now, uh, some of that may or may not have been true. I did indeed. have um, uh, an animal drama of my very own this week, though. Oh, really? We've got Tell. two cats, mother and yeah. a daughter, Lottie yeah. and Daisy. Lottie is a bit tup, as they'd say in Wales. She's um, she's a sandwich short of a picnic. She's uh, she's a she's a spring short of a mouse trap. So she we had the decorators in. Um, and um, Abby was the name of the decorator, lovely girl, did a fantastic job. Anybody needs a decorator in the Bristol region, uh, let me know and I'll happily recommend her. So um, she's finished doing the finishing touches to the woodwork. She's got a, a tray of paint on the floor. And the next thing I hear is a, a, a squeal from Abby. Oh, no. And I think, oh, my God, what's happened here? So I go out into the hallway and she said, the cats walked through the paint tray. So, um, I dash towards the cat and manage to slam the front room door shut just before the cat walks in there with the paint all over its paws on our, onto our brand new rug. Uh, and instead, it escapes into the back room, which is all right because there's laminate flooring and a leather sofa. So I could handle that. And I thought, all right, I'll just um, dash in the kitchen, get a cloth, catch her and see if I can clean off the paws a little bit. Uh, she's normally a very placid cat, but on this occasion she went absolutely mental and she yowled and scratched me. 
Uh, it's no, I can show you, but there's no. You know, oh, look at that on the podcast. It's a, yeah, terrible scratch, uh, listener. Um, and uh, and then and she ran out into the garden. So I just locked the cat flap and left her out there, and she cleaned it off on the grass in the end. So, yeah, there we are, a little bit of animal drama. I'm from, pretty uh, sure that was an episode or... of Tom and Jerry. It, it sounds like one, doesn't it? It does. Is that the well, one where Tom, uh, uh, where Jerry gets covered in flour and then uh, becomes a white mouse and then walks, right. through, walks through the flower? The little footprints are going through the, through the flour. I, mm. Is that... It's so I, long ago. I, I yeah, loved I those Tom and Jerry cartoons. The original. They're not allowed right? to. They're not allowed to. Show, oh, they're not allowed to show them anymore. They're too bloody violent. I, I'm sure that that's not, not the case. That's not. No, no. Yeah, but the, they the used to be. Now, see, it was great because the the um, years ago, <laughs> before everything became very standardized in network television, programs didn't run to specific times. They ran mm. as long as was necessary. As they were made. And so they, I, they had to fill every so often, right? They had to have fillers. This is what the streamers do now. You know, if, if, if you're doing a drama, it can last 32 minutes or it can be an hour and a half. It doesn't matter. Mm. It lasts as long as the story lasts. Well, mm. um, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s and early 80s, that was the case on a network television in the UK as well. So you would have to have... Mm. Little fillers, um, and Tom and Jerry was a filler. Um, little ten minutes that would go in between the programs, the bigger programs. So that's why yeah. we don't get any Tom and Jerry cartoons anymore because everything is standardized lengths. They must be on like the Cartoon Network or the Kids Channel. Or well, whatever. They oh, they I don't think they I, probably, probably won't be because of um, many reasons. Yeah, just I before we go the off, early ones especially. Yeah, don't, just before we go off the pets, uh, another mm. story, and, and this was told to me by a neighbour up the road, um, who was asked to look after next door while they were on holiday. And they said, well, look, um, we're, we're off on holiday. We'll give you the keys, just make sure the house is all right. And if you could be a darling, please feed the rabbit. It's in the hutch at the back. No problem. Uh -huh. Now, the week before they went away... Mm. My mate went away, so they didn't. There wasn't a kind of crossover thing. They just left. The, they put the the keys through the letterbox and and off they went. Okay. So my mate had gone round, made sure everything was right in the house, right, and then come back. And on the this was on the Saturday. On the Sunday morning, his dog turns up at the back door, and in his mouth, no, is a white rabbit. Oh no! So he's thinking, "Oh my God!" Oh my God! So he's thinking, "Oh no!" So he goes next door. There's no rabbit in the hutch. The dog, the 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 door is open. He's thinking, "Oh, what am I going to do?" They're going to go mad. They're going to go absolutely yeah. mad. So they did the. He did the only thing that a sane man could do. He thought, well, one white rabbit looks pretty much like another <laughs> white rabbit. Yeah. So now he's going out everywhere <laughs> to find a white rabbit. Well, now, now because that's an interesting point. I wouldn't even know where to begin to look for a rabbit. It's not like you, you go to the local pet store anymore, is it? 
and by a rabbit. Is that still how it happens? This this is the thing. He didn't have any idea where to get a white rabbit either. No. So he's he's going through the internet. He's going through Google. White rabbits. Eventually, he tracks down a guy miles away oh. who's got a white rabbit for, for sale. sale. Or do, he just he yeah. just he does not. He's not uh, Fred the White Rabbit Man. No, he's he's got he's got a white rabbit for sale. He's so a retired he, magician, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes miles to buy this white rabbit, brings it back, puts it in the hutch, locks it up, makes sure that the dog can't get in there. Mm. So anyway, um, the rest of the week goes fine. Um, he's taking lettuce leaves around, he's feeding the rabbit, water, all the rest of it, uh, looking after the house. Great. They will never know. The child next door will not have to face the idea that the rabbit has died. A horrible death in the jaws of his dog. Like watership down. So the couple next door came back. And they hadn't been in that long. He said, when there's this knocking on my door, this frantic knocking on my door. He said, and I thought, oh. Anyway, he, he went to answer it. And there's the next door neighbour, white as a sheet. Mm. He says, "What's wrong? Is it is, the house is all right?" He said, "It's not the house, mate." He said, "Before we went away, he said my rabbit died and I buried it in the garden." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a goodie. I like that one. It is, isn't it? Very nice. Very, very lovely. So anyway, we had we had a white rabbit when I was a kid. It was called Snowy. Snowy course, the rabbit. Yeah. And it, it, it used to come in. I know it only used to come indoors occasionally. But I have no memory of what happened to that rabbit. Mm. Perhaps someone phoned up at some point and said, you haven't got a white rabbit, have you? Yeah, I'm desperate. <laughs> no idea I'll what tell you what... I'll tell you what true stress is while we're on the subject of pets. Um, true stress is, and you you can be a, a top financier, financier uh, in uh, the foreign parlance, a financier. <laughs> um, you can be the prime minister. You can be no, the you. chief of the police. No, thank you. Um, all of these things, the stress involved is as nothing compared to the time when you are charged with looking after the class hamster. Oh. Um, so when your child comes from home from school and says, oh, tomorrow you have to uh, come and pick me up because it's our turn to have the class hamster for the weekend, the, the pressure of keeping that thing alive away from cats, if you have them, yeah. Yeah. and to return it uh, to the school on the Monday morning still breathing and still scurrying around. I cannot tell you. It was practically 48 hours without sleep, just keeping an eye on that thing to make sure it didn't uh, meet its gruesome end. I've never been in a house with a hamster. Are, are those? Is it the hamster or the guinea pig that stinks? Um, the hamster was... I mean, they both stink if you don't clear them out, right? You have, right. To, uh, you have to do the thing with the cages, don't you? Okay. Um, but uh, I think... I think ham I think guinea pigs are a little smellier than hamsters. The hamster um, is the one that comes with the wheel. 
Yes, that's right. Okay, so you put him in the wheel, and off he goes, and he's very happy. Yeah, but this um, and, so, um, so the class hamster, so the the hamster is there in the class all week long, and then goes away. Yeah, for the weekend. Where are you going this week, Claude? Yeah. Well, this week I'm going <laughs> to the Ore household, and I understand it's quite swish. They have a cat that mm. walks through paint. <laughs> Within that terrible uh, weekend of stress and turmoil, the peak is when the child says, oh, they sent this plastic ball home. So you can put the hamster in the ball and then it kind of clicks together two halves and then it can run around the house. And, uh, I mean, you can imagine what the cat's made of that. Especially when it ran full pelt into the wooden leg of the sofa and the bloody ball cracked in half. (laughs) (laughs) And the hamster's... Freedom! <laughs> quick, quick, get the cats! <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! I'm getting, I'm, um, I'm having cold sweats just thinking about that weekend now. Um, you Never know, ever again. You know the giant. Just to continue the the theme of the ball that you climb inside. Is it is that called a zorb? For humans, it's yeah, called a zorb. A zorb. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever zorbed? I have zorbed. Yeah. It was great fun. Was it? I can yeah. think of nothing. Don't you just kind of tumble over? Or do you just run yeah. along like Fred Flintstone with this ball around you? But you're kind of completely ensconced in soft, uh, billowy plastic in the inside. So you you can't come to any uh, injury. Oh, well, well my claustrophobia would be, would be through the roof. Oh, well. Yeah, once you've got past that though, once you've got over that, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best in uh, small spaces. But no, it's great fun. You just run full pelt at your mate, and uh, and he's in a zorb as well. Oh well, I mean, if you, if you want, it's up to you. You can do it either way. <laughs> <laughs> and can you can you zorb on water? So if you're zorbing in the park, can you zorb mm. off the green? And onto the water, or have I just made that up? Hmm. No, well, you definitely. I have seen zorbs on water. Um, you wouldn't think it would be a terribly good idea because obviously they're quite absorbent. Um, but the I've never seen a transition like a hover car going from the grass, the beach, or the grass to the water. Uh, so I don't know whether there are specific water zorbs. <laughs> Um, well, they and lands orbs. Oh, they're definitely they're like a hover zorb, which goes from a the land orb. onto the water and then across snowy and mountainous terrain. I tell you what, I'm going to add the hover zorb to the list of things they promised us in the seventies that still haven't come true. Yeah, there you go. You see, <laughs> sooner, or, sooner or later, all stuff, these things right? come true, but we've yet to see the hover zorb. <laughs> it would be very useful. This is this is a link now. This is an old-fashioned light program link. It would be um, mm. very good to see the hoverzorb used on a deserted island if you were cast away. Mm. See what I've done there. More on that later. Yeah. But first, here's <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking um, earlier on today about a show that was presented by Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace? 
I do remember Danny Wallace. He wrote that really good book, didn't he? Um, well, uh, he mm. wrote a number of really. He, he wrote. Um, mm. uh, was it called Yes Man? Yes, that's right. He just said yes to everything for, for six months, a period of time. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so all the things that normally you would say, oh no, no, I'm not going to do that. He said yes. So mm. if anybody phoned him up and said, "Do you want this?" He was he, he, are you interested in buying a shed. Yes. Um, and it went on from there, uh, and they made it into a film with Jim Carrey, and uh, it did very well in America. Yeah, um, and some people liked it, and other people didn't. But Danny Wallace, uh, the the thing that that uh, just to go back a step, the thing that uh, reminded me of um, the island was Danny Wallace presented this thing called Castaway. And as far as I can re- recollect, I didn't see many episodes, but mm. there were about 30 or so men, women, and children who were cast away onto a remote Scottish island. Right. I mean, it certainly wasn't an island paradise. It was a wet and windy, grey and cold and all of that. Off the Hebrides somewhere, was it? Yeah, probably. Um, and, and Danny Wallace mm. was there to uh, present the show and talk us through what had been happening during the course of the week. And uh, as as the weeks went on, because they were there for a year, as the weeks went on, um, so the men grew hairier and the women grew wilder and the children ran around. And Danny Wallace was in a suit throughout the whole of this. <laughs> and I don't know why that's stuck in my mind, but it has. It's stuck in my mind that mm. it's one of those things that, that whenever I think about that programme, I just see a man in a suit. In the well, middle of the Hebrides. Wild. Mm. It, it didn't seem quite right. It wasn't the one... Was that the one that Ben Fogel sprouted oh, from? Oh, I think it was. Hmm... I think it yeah, was. I think it was too. I don't remember. I think I might have watched a bit of it. I don't. I don't remember Danny Wallace in a suit. If I'm honest. Yeah. Well, may, as I say, I know I only saw a few episodes, but certainly in the early episodes of it, um, he wore a suit. The reason why I was thinking about all of that was because, frankly, <clears throat> I would like to be cast away on my own little desert island. I, I would quite happily have a few people around me, but not too many. A small no. island community of like-minded okay. folk. Um, a commune. Well, mate, yes. Although, you know, the, I suppose history tells us that the communes um, get a bit culty. And it's all a bit... Yeah. And you get a bit fed up with people and it all ends in mayhem and bloodshed. Um, I think but, these but, are the ones that we hear about. Yeah. There must be communes that are successful, right? Yeah, well, and no one's ever written about them because people just live a boring life yes, you, for you, 75 you would, you would years want. and then they I, die. I could quite happily, uh, with a stack of books, maybe some mm. um, some canvases, my paints, I could be quite mm-hmm. happy on a deserted island. But I would need some mm. skills, wouldn't I? Well, you can't just pitch up and hope you're going to survive. You'd need. Funnily enough, this goes back to the... Squirrels, we started with. I've been watching this thing called Alone, Frozen. All right. Um, which is um, on Sky History, if I remember correctly. Basically, they send people out to survive 
in this case in Labrador, uh, up there in the north of Canada, where it gets very, very cold and the lake freezes over. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they are, uh, they are literally on their own with some GoPro cameras and the only thing they have to connect them to the outside world is when they've decided they've had enough, they call it tapping out. They've got a satellite phone. They can call the people and they come and uh, come and rescue them, right? But until that point, the idea is, of the last series anyway, was to survive 50 days in the frozen wilderness. And um, if you manage that, you've got a share of half a million dollars. And one of the main foodstuffs was squirrel. Squirrel? Um, yeah, they had to... They had to you know, you were allowed to take a certain amount of stuff with you, so some of them took a bow and arrow and they'd um, hunt, track down and hunt squirrel or um, uh, grouse, uh, mussels and clams, you know, the odd berry here and there. Mm. But really, I mean, they all lost loads of weight and they had to build their own shelters and yeah, amazing things. So, anyway, that, that what you were just saying then reminded me those are the kind of skills you would need if you were to be cast away to your desert island because. You know, you've got to eat. You've got to um, forage. You've got to be able to establish a, a, a regular and dependable supply of fresh water. Yes. Um, I'd have to put a, 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 a roof over my head. Yeah. I think I could do I reckon, that. I, don't you reckon you could knock up a shelter? Oh, yes. I, I, I do have some carpentry skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I have the rudimentary uh, knowledge of a bivouac. From scout days, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to. But I mean, that that will do me until I've got my um, uh, palatial mansion knocked together. The, the cutting down of the trees and the planing of the wood might be a bit more difficult. Yeah, but, I reckon. But, if you've but got, as regards, you've taken some tools with you, have you? Oh well, yeah. I think I'd have to, wouldn't I? I'd have to take my tool belt. Yeah. Whether I could take mm-hmm. my black and decker work workbench is another matter. Um, but I'd... Can I just uh, pause for a moment with the listener and just I'd like to just place this image in there, in their mind's eye of you on the desert island. You've been there a little while, so you've let what was left of your hair grow. Uh, your beard is getting straggly, and pretty much, you know, what's the point in clothes? You think to yourself. So Indeed. there you are, with your long hair, your straggly beard. And your tool belt. And that is it. <laughs> I, I think there is a website that does that, isn't there? I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> Toolbelt.com. <laughs> Naked with a tool belt. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be okay with uh, building a structure. Now, I think we'd both be all right with cooking. Because we both yeah, cook on a fire, so that's all right. And getting, mm-hmm. yeah, get the fire going. Uh, cooking on that an open. Starting fire. a fire, I am actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, plumbing. I'm not, am I coming with you? Oh, am well, I you one of your be. chosen yes, few? The, the pair of us could go. Yes. Well, they were absolutely splendid. I could get on with you and for at least just... a, a week and a half <laughs> before we <laughs> tore each other's throats out. Um, <laughs> but we need plumbing. Uh, latrine, we? anyway. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, mm. See that? Yeah. Mm. Lupe. Big old. You, you'd need a, a plentiful supply of um, large leaves. You would be hoping for a leafy place, wouldn't you? And 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 with, you'd have to know the difference. Soft leaf. Yeah, well, there you are. See the the triple ply soft leaf. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, and not the stingy ones. You don't want the poison ivy. Uh, no. You don't want that. Or the. Uh... 
or the or the Venus um, flytrap. <laughs> you don't want to pick one of those up and uh, accidentally dangle something in the wrong. Bit. Ah, the penis uh, flytrap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And what, yeah. what are, what are, what are the skills? That's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of gag that would keep us going for at least two weeks. Yeah. We'd be getting annoyed with each other, and then all of a sudden, one of us would say something like, "We'd be, oh no, we'll be all right. I reckon I can last another day. We'll be fine. Let's move from one gag to the next. <laughs> one every twenty-four hours." But what what else would we need? So, so we've got the we've got shelter, we've got food. Um, mm. We'll probably be all right, lavatorially. Um, entertainment. What weapon? If you could choose any weapon, oh, what would you take? Well, um, uh, anyone? That, a spear gun. A spear gun. Well, if you have a spear gun, you can do the fishing, and you can also use the spear gun to um, spear the um, the squirrels mm. and uh, and rodents, which are going to live on. Now, I, don't, very... I don't. I don't know whether I could live on spiced rodent. I mean, I, I'm hoping that well, there are rabbits on this island. I like a rabbit yeah. stew. Plentiful rabbit. Okay. Good selection of veg. I think we might be being a bit fussy, to be honest. Do you think so? Well, yeah. yeah it's well, not I like... didn't want to. I, I, when I when I was thinking about this, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily thinking that I would be cast away. But then the uh, the word cast away did pop into my mind, which made me think of Danny Wallace in the suit. Um, yeah. But if we were, so you were thinking it'd be planned. You'd be you'd be searching for an island. You'd be doing the research to make sure it's got the requisite um, vegetation and animal life. There's plenty fish uh, and a villa. So, you know, you're... yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and and villa. a villa uh, and some staff. <laughs> ah, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> His own vineyard <laughs> and a press. <laughs> Oh yeah. yes, this no, is. Well, I could go for that kind yes. of island. Uh, now this is starting to feel like something that we can work <laughs> with, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you if you're going to be away from the humdrum and the nonsense mm. and the craziness that's going on in every civilized area of this country at the moment, um, you you're going to need to be somewhere where you have staff. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you can be my staff. Well, no, um, we've gone from a, a, a flipping cunt. Um, we're having we're going to hire a barman. I, I pay, I I pay very good wages. Yeah, I'll pay you in dock leaves. Not enough, mate. Not enough. <laughs> um, so we've basically gone from a very uh, risky and testing survival situation to living the life uh, of in the lap of luxury. Yes. On like Necker Island or somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the sun would have to shine. The the beaches would have to be sugary white. The mm. uh, the seas would be turquoise, clear until you reach the the turquoise. I do like. I've only only once uh, spent any time in the Caribbean, but by God, swimming in the Caribbean seas was just mm. a delight. Just a delight. Well, I tell you what. It's probably about that time that you uh, nip off and get the chips for, uh, for Mrs. Lewis, isn't it? it oh, so, look at that. Um, yes, um, it is. What, before you go, yes. I'm going to put together a little tropical cocktail oh, just for me. There we are. That's nice. Just to you know, finish off the uh, 
finish off the evening in a suitable way. So uh, hold on a minute. Um, Something in a coconut? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you, you nip out and get the chips. Um, I'll nip out the back. And um, I'll just get the blender and the squirrel. All right, jolly uh, good. Okay, Cheerio. see you. See you next Cheers. time. Reservoir. That's time at the far end of the bar. You've been listening to Richard Lewis and Ben Orr. Find the fellas on all the socials. Just search hashtag TFEOTB or send them an email. It's the far end of the bar at gmail.com. Most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends and enemies, colleagues and family about this amazing podcast you've been listening to. We'll love you forever. Forever.